Check one, two, check one, two, Miami on the Rocks. Casey Chops, make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, I've dropped his name numerous times whenever we're discussing nightlife. Um, I've known him for over 10 years. We did this shit since we were teenagers. Um, and fast forward, and we're on top of our game right now in our prime. Things are moving. I got my brother James in here from Group Hospitality, Nightlife Manager, Artist Relations. Ooh, I like that title, Pop. What's good? A little different from when I was a promoter. Right? Yeah, right. How you feeling, bro? Great, man. Just happy to be here. Yeah, shit. First so podcast I've done too. For real? Yeah. Oh I'm, shit, we. I'm very private, but. I see. Yeah, bro. You have a um. Yeah, you have like a private vibe, dog. Like yeah. you're like the like the Batman of nightlife and shit, bro. <laughs> like you no, know, so um, so the people that don't know, man, James is one of the main um, you know, he's worked his way up in in uh, Groot Hospitality, and you know, Groot owns Live Story. Um, Swan, Komodo, Good Time Hotel. The list goes on and on. They're opening a bunch of things. And more to come, more to come. Yeah, bro. And I've literally seen you, you know. And I always say this story, bro. We were like, and you corrected me when I said the story. I think I believe it was with Pooh. And I said, yo, and your name was dropped. And it was like, bro, we were in our teenage years doing downtown Miami clubs, nocturnal, 90 degrees euphoria. By the way. Bro, I was going through my shit and I found a 90 degrees drink pass. For the people that don't know, this was from 2011, bro. Jesus. This shit is crazy. A fossil right there. Bro, apparently. facts, bro. And this is where, um, yeah, bro, this shit is a fossil. And, and I believe, was it 90 degrees or euphoria when we started? It was when, 90 degrees, then went to euphoria. Yeah. So this was one of the, this club really like laid the foundation on, on you know, our start. You know what I mean? That block in downtown Miami. Now it's come. Between 90, Mecca, Space when they allowed the all ages and. Um, Nocturnal. Nocturnal, there we go. What was the other one I'm thinking of? And that's also back then when Gold Rush used to be in front of space. Remember that? And then therapy, right? Therapy. Remember therapy, yeah. bro? Yeah, bro. And then they demolished that whole half that where Gold Rush was at. I never went in there. People told me they used to go in. They used to be lit. I always thought that place was like like where the crackheads were. I wanted went. to go in as a young guy when I used to do the nocturnal events. Yeah. Okay. But nah. But yeah, so that shit, they tore that down and built 11 and bro give it another you know it's been 10 years you know that process give it another 10 years i think that block is just going to be buildings bro 11 is building like a whole fucking yeah, residency event. you know what i'm saying but um yeah man so i got james here um and he used to tell me bro well i'm a couple years older than him and i would be djing at 90 degrees in downtown miami and he was a promoter we were both getting our start and he would tell me and this was right around when live opened i like maybe a couple years after live opened and you used to tell me bro but when we were jits, bro, you used to tell me, bro, I'm going to work for Liv and, and Dave Grutman. Trust me. And I thought, you told me that you were like, bro, I was 16 when I said that. Is that, were you 16? No, I was probably 18 and a half, 19. 18, yeah, bro. 18, 19, yeah. So I had to be like 21, 22. And bro, fast forward 10 years, not only are you working at Live, bro, but I see you walking in artists, you're walking in like Amber Rose to the back and you're walking in, you know, future and, and these people, man. So first and foremost, I wanted to salute you, bro, and your come up. Um, a lot of hard work and patience. Yeah, bro. That, and most importantly, a lot of networking for sure. Networking, bro. So, yo, you, you, so you, you do Live, right? Which is like the Super Bowl of clubs, you know what I'm saying? And, and your Rolodex, all promoters and, and people in nightlife, they have a huge Rolodex of people that come in town. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine the Rolodex you've had, bro. You've been there for 10 years already, right? Uh, eight. 
eight. Yeah. And first and foremost, when you got there, bro, what was it like? You know, we were like in our early 20s and, and did people even take you serious? Like it probably, it took a minute for you probably to like. No, nah, it took me a while actually. I almost got fired my first year there probably. Cause um, I wasn't doing like, you know, in downtown it's different. You know, you get, you in downtown you shine by bringing the most people. Once you cross the bridge, it's about like how many tables. How many bodies and shit. No, it's about how many tables you sell, how much revenue you bring in. And my first music week, I sold like probably four tables combined between both clubs. And I thought I was fine. And then later down the year, I got pulled in a meeting and they're like, look, like, I know you're young. You just started, but um, you got to do more. And I was like, in my head, I was like, well, damn, I thought I did enough. And then I had a meeting in there with, um, you know, Lyndon. Mm -hmm. well, I had a meeting with him. And then um, he told me, like, find your niche, find something you're going to be good at and then just stick to that. I walked out of that meeting. It took me a while, but um, I got really good with the whole um, NFL side of things, the athletes. Mm -hmm. So I just stuck with that, and it, it stuck on me, and it just kept evolving, networking, meeting people. So how does that happen? You mean, can you I, can you name the first, you know? I can't remember the first one I, I took care of, but um, I started meeting people that went to school for, like, sports agencies, marketing, and all that stuff in that world. Mm -hmm. So I started networking with their people, which was, like, young college players that ended mm -hmm. up going to the NFL. So after that, I just, you know, ref word of mouth referral. I always mm -hmm. had the girls, so it just grew into a big thing. And after a while, I would imagine, like, it grows exponentially because, like, you, you okay, you meet a couple, you know, athletes. They buy some tables. Now they're, you're their guy. You save them in your phone. Then the next week comes, you meet another one. Then before you know it, three weeks go by. Then the dude from the first week recommends yeah. you from the other guy, and it's like an explosion of just, like, contacts. And Yeah, that's how it happened. It just kept expanding, expanding, and then my sales started growing, and then that's when I kind of started creeping in, like, with the company like oh he's starting to make some noise but then mm -hmm. my sales just kept getting bigger and bigger and Damn, bigger. Dog. how do you manage like because you know i think we all know that in really any business but networking is important maintaining relationships is important and a lot of people could get a number you know what i'm saying that's easy to do you meet someone and but i would imagine you've mastered this to where like it's the follow-up it's the getting the number and, and keeping social, that relationship. Yeah. How do you manage all, because I'm sure, bro, you probably have over a thousand, your phone contacts probably look nuts. I don't know how you even categorize that shit. Like, no, nah, I just, I don't know, I just save them. I, used to, I like put little emojis next to it. I put like IMP important. Like when I see the IMP next to their name, I have to reply. I know it's somebody like. Oh, like they, they spend it. Like. <laughs> right, not, not even that, just somebody that I need to respond to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do you maintain relationships? Like getting the contact is easy, but do you have tell yourself, yo, the dude from Friday, let me, it's Wednesday, let me send this text a week later and just, you know. A, a big way I stayed in touch with a lot of my guys was, um, I'm a big gamer, so Adam on the Call of Duty, on the Fortnite and just. Oh, me. that's how. But it happened organically. It's not something where I was like, fuck, I need to find a way to like, you know, like stay cool with this guy. It was like a, hey, nice meeting you, man. Hope you had a good weekend. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just chat and be like, oh, I just got, I'm, I'm about to play some Call of Duty. It was a long weekend. Like, mm -hmm. I just need to chill. I'm like, oh, add me. So then they'll add me and then we'll start gaming. Then there I'll meet some of their teammates. And I'm like, who the hell is this? And then later I'll find out it was this guy. I'm like, oh, cool. So, like, through gaming too, it helped a lot. But it all happened organically. It wasn't like 
I set that plan. You That's crazy, bro. You're like the third person who said that that they use. I, my boy Sammy's a sports agent. He told me gaming, like playing Call of Duty and Fortnite, is what really helped to maintain those relationships. And too. I've been a gamer all my life, so I have. I've, I've always been good at what I do. Mm -hmm. As cocky as that sounds, but like I'm very good at gaming. So whenever I play with people, like damn, who is this guy? He's very, very good. Mm. So then that just. Adam, then I'll get on the next day. My friend wasn't on, but his friend was on. He'll 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 invite me. I'll join their lobby, and then be like, "Oh, who are you?" And then I'll be like, "Hey, I'm this guy. I do this." And then, like, oh shit! And People don't realize that, bro. But I mean, gaming is gaming. But like the other side of gaming is like, bro, you're basically in like group phone calls with people for right. like hours. You know what I'm saying? And having it's like it's almost like the conversation is more important than the actual gaming. Exactly. And you know me, bro. I think we've done it. You know, we've played together a couple times. And I'm trash at video games, bro. But I literally just do it for the conversation. You know what I'm saying? To, to yeah, it's a good way to take your mind off things. And also, you, you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, exactly, bro. So how are you um, feeling about the, the... First of all, how is it, you know... Every, I feel like the most important person in Miami is Dave Grutman, bro. Like, he's like the the oracle of this whole shit, you know what I'm saying? And when you talk to somebody like, you know, Grutman, what is he like? Like, you you know, it's like talking to someone who, like, knows fucking Lord Voldemort or some shit, like in Harry Potter, dog. So you've had, you know, conversations, you have a relationship with him, you work for him, and it's been eight years. What is that like, bro? Can you, can you first of all, can you take me through, like, maybe one of your first experiences with him? Like... He's he's a great person. He he wants to make sure his whole team's eating, and mm -hmm. with the whole company expanding, like he wants everybody to be on top of their stuff. Um, you know, just very precise of everything, and just you know, representing the group as mm -hmm. as what we are, which is like the best hospitality group in Miami, and in the country, I would say. In the world, pop. I might even say the world, bro. Yeah, we're about to go global too. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you do you have any stories at the top of your head, like just meeting him for the first time, maybe, or like what that kind? Were you nervous? What that kind? I used to have interactions with him on Twitter. So like when I first met him, I was you know I was a little nervous, and mm -hmm. you know when I how I got the job, I found his email on Twitter when I was um about to turn twenty. I emailed him. I was bored in bed, and then he replied saying, oh, you're too young, and I like your enthusiasm, but I can have you bringing a crowd that's not ready for my nightclubs. But once that time gets closer, shoot me another email, and we'll work something out. And then I, once when I was about to turn 21, I shot him another email. Then he passed me on, and then I got the interview, and then everything else happened. Fire, bro. How do you feel, bro? Well, what has changed for you, man, since eight years? I know, you know, we've done this shit for a long time. How, what... Do you notice has changed from once you, once you started to now? Just the connections I've made, um, you know, just working harder, um, where, um, taking care of myself more, mm -hmm. um, being able to take care of my mom. Like she hasn't worked in eight years because of her health issues. That's mm -hmm. another subject, but just yeah, we're gonna get into that later. Like just the happy with what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. I mean, as far as the nightlife goes, you know, music has changed. Music you have changed, so much. You know, I mean. Have you noticed anything with, with just, I don't know, the clients or girls? Like, what has changed from, like, inviting girls from, you know, back in the eight years ago to, like, getting a table of girls now? Have there... The thing is that now I don't really need to invite the girls. Like, it's it's before you had to, like, kind of word of mouth it, but now it's, like, you're at the hottest venue, so people are going to want to come regardless. You oh, you got to leverage them. Yeah, but now, now that I transitioned from a promoter to, like, internally... It's more work. I see things different behind the scenes, you know, how, mm. how how to make the club more money, like strategize to like make the place look good. 
mm-hmm. make people feel welcome while doing all that at the same time and not losing control of what you're actually doing. And yeah. Just yeah. have a schedule flow in your head and just follow it. Are you um how bro how much work is it when you're not at the club? Like are you throughout the day grinding? Are you in the office? Are you trying to My office day for me is Wednesday. So I'm there, you know, we're going over payroll, like we have the people that do all the payroll stuff. We overlook it, make sure everything's fine. We mm-hmm. kind of strategize of, hey, we're trying to do this guy, but we have this guy in town. Like, what would work? Mm. We see, like, we compare, like, let's say this Saturday, like, the date it is. We look at last year, how last year did on this date. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we could be like, oh, let's, go, let's book heavy. Oh, we don't need to book that heavy because we're not going to make mm. that much money because the past two years, it's, like, average. Right, right. You look at trends and shit. But... Around this time is a lot of the soccer players, you know, like off season for them. So oh, okay. like, there's a lot of waves in town of soccer players. So Yeah. We have some we'll have something nice this week. Yeah, damn, bro. So it's just a lot. It's is, just so it, much. I was gonna say, like, is your phone going crazy all the time? Yeah, yeah. So how do you yes what I'm saying? Like how do you really deal with that in your personal life, bro? Like what do you do? Do you just uh just I have to reply, you know, like people yeah. want to come to our venues. We have all the restaurants, the lounges, the pool, the hotel, the two clubs. So, you know, that's part of my job, create an experience. I can't say don't know can't say don't know to anybody. Mm-hmm. What is it like now? Because now, you know, they opened up Groot, you know, they got they had Story and Live and then they went now they did the restaurant vibe, you know, Swan and, and um Komodo, then they got the lounges upstairs, now the hotel. So now I would imagine it's like a thing where you kinda take them through their whole weekend kinda, right? Like come to the pool, then eat here, then That's that's the whole point. You know, we, we want your Miami experience to run through us and mm. that's how it's been. You know, you, you land, check into your hotel, or you need a dinner, I got you at Komodo at ten. You need a table at live, boom, we got you. You come and then mm. You get what I'm saying? Then the weekend comes, you have we have the pool party, mm-hmm. you go home, take a nap. Then Saturday, you want to do Swan, you do Swan, then you come to Story, <sighs> and boom, repeat. Fire, bro. Then you end it with Live on Sunday, of course. Yeah, hell yeah. A lot of people, first of all, Live on Sunday, biggest party in the world, right? Mm-hmm. In the world. What's your most experience? I'm going to tell you mine, and then maybe let's see if ours match. What's your most memorable Live on Sunday that you were at? Uh, For me, it would probably be Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Because um, at that time, I was more established. I was kind of already grooming into the... The Super Bowl when it was here? Yeah. Mm. I was like kind of grooming into in-house, you know, behind the scenes stuff already. So it was crazy taking care of like the Super Bowl champs and then having this transition right away into going to go get Lil Wayne, walk him in, put him at his table. And just it was a, one of the craziest nights ever. Do you have any, any other memories from that night? Getting Lil Wayne to his table... Oh, I just, it was, that place was a zoo. It, yeah, it, it was just such, so much money. It was pro- such a blur that night. It was like, I started working and then boom, I was writing home. It was just so yeah. much going on. It was okay, so my most memorable live on Sunday was one of Khaled's birthday parties. And bro, I still have the picture. At the, at the, it got to be one of the most famous live pictures, bro. With Kanye and all of them. They're are, all on the oh, stage, yeah. bro. And they're taking, bro, it's like Kanye, Lil Wayne, Busta Rhymes, Fabulous, fucking... Um, bro, it had to be like 20 A-list names. I'm so mad I can't even think of more, bro. And the picture was so legendary. Like, it, w- damn, what year was it's that? Still, it's still used. I think it was a year before I started, to be honest. No, I couldn't have been, bro. It, it, it couldn't have been. I, it wasn't when I was there yet, I think. Are you sure? Another good live on Sunday was when Drake was there. It was Drake, Wayne. I forgot who else was on the stage with him. 
Two chains was up there. Hold on, now you're gonna make me look for that picture, bro. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a edit. This is it, bro. The it's fucking iconic, bro. Yeah, I wasn't, I can't, I wasn't there yet. Fat you sure? Joe, yeah, Fat Joe. Well, you, does it say the year there? No. Damn. What year did you get there, bro? You got there? Eight years ago. Yeah, so I mean 2014? Yeah, this is nuts. Yeah. yeah, bro, that was the most, and I was there for that, bro. I'll never forget that shit. And, but, but yeah, man. So yeah, live on Sunday, biggest party in the world. Um, so now you know you got like we said, you got the restaurants, you got the the pool, the good time hotel. Now's a time really where it's like a lot of people don't have faith in the beach anymore only it's like it's like group hospitality you're kind of like one of the only people like if i was an investor right i don't think i'd want to open anything on the beach you know because first of all you're going against like you say you're going against grubman and, and group hospitality and and you know that's like you know but so yeah like have you how do you see the beach just in general like um the beach is it's been a little weird because of the whole politics going on like memorial day weekend wasn't really what it usually is. yeah it was a quiet memorial do we even have a shooting what's going on i don't think nah, we had one shot we didn't yeah. just, <laughs> but it was just weird i mean we had a we had a great weekend at story and at live thankfully as always but it was just not the same um just yeah politics scaring people away yeah damn dog so yeah and i got well what's your um What's your favorite restaurant between Komodo and Swan? Well, I like Komodo the most. Yeah, me it's too. Still, it's still the big, the, the main one. Yeah, me. yeah, me too. Poppy Steak is amazing too. They're all good. We just opened the Key Club and Coconut Grove is actually pretty good too. Damn, see, I haven't been to Poppy Steak yet. I gotta check that out. Yeah, that, it's super fire. I like Swan. I like Swan. I like Swan more for the for the upstairs, but but I like how it's in the design district, which is some fly shit. Yeah. Um. Do you do you see? Because um, I heard they were. Oh, uh, you guys are gonna open, like you said, you guys are gonna go global, opening stuff in. I believe it was um, in the Middle East somewhere, Bahrain. But um, am I tripping? What's the name of the, uh, that city in Saudi Arabia? Balt. I don't know. It was Qatar. I don't know. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. I don't know how much everything is true, but yeah, I've heard rumors that. Yeah, we have. We are also opening Komodo in Dallas soon. What? Yeah, we're going to open also Fountain Blue in Vegas. We're going to have a live in Vegas also. Wow. When are these plans going to? Fountain Blue should be towards the end of next year. Um, Mm -hmm. Komodo right around the corner. That's been a project for a while, but the whole COVID thing stopped. Yeah. Dope, dog. Dope. So, a lot of good things coming. Do you see, as far as your personal aspirations, do you what are, what are your what are the plans for James? Do you see yourself I, wanting to open a venue eventually? I would or? like to, yeah. But I'm still. I feel like I'm still learning a lot, especially since I just got into the managing, like you know, operations mm-hmm. side of things. So, still learning and um, just going with the flow. You know, that's, yeah. I'm like, that's always been a mentality, like set goals, but just go with the flow. Because if you Start looking ahead too much, and you start getting stuck with what's really in front of you. Mm. That's always been my mentality. Yeah. So. so now you know you you've you like you said you're walking an artist. You do artist relations now, bro. Can you think of any dope stories? You walking into an artist, being back in the back room with one of, like an A-list artist, and you're like, oh shit, I'm really having a conversation with this person right now. And maybe it was a cool ass conversation. Do you have any stories off the top? Uh, a lot of them are kind of private, but um. They, they've all been smooth. I haven't had no issues. Like, everything's been cool. Like, all these guys are pretty normal people. 
just depending what mood they're in also. Yeah. Who's, who's if you could name someone at the top that you have dope chemistry with? That uh, Wayne and his camp, Mac Main, of course. Shout out Mac Main. And uh, mm-hmm. Rick Ross is a, amazing to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, French, another one good to work with. Him, his whole team, Cam, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, jeez, Tori's great too. Him, GP, great people. Shout out Tori and GP. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the dope, dog, dope. So, so yeah, man. What, <laughs> you say you 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 um you focus on on the on the you know when you started your your focus was on the um the athlete side of your clientele, and what people don't know is you're a diehard Packer fan. And bro, you for the people that don't know, James will go to the tundra, bro, in negative thirty degree weather, dog, at Lambo with fucking jackets on and shit, like the whole well, game too. Yeah, damn, bro. Game. Well, yeah, bro. So what? First of all, so I'm sure you know Packer players, right? Like you're a uh, Packer fan your whole life. Who's the first Packer that you met? Currently, I would say Aaron Jones. He's a one of my good. We were just at the Heat game on the one that fire he lost, but yeah, him, Kenny Clark. I haven't brought Rogers to the club yet, unfortunately. But um, oh shit, that would be legendary. That would be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I love football a lot. That's like, yeah. back from being born in Wisconsin to getting raised here. You know, going from back then, you know, being a Packers fan, then coming here is like when I was here. It was mostly the Ricky Williams, the Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas. Mm-hmm. So. The yeah. Seals, so. Damn dog, I didn't know you were born in Wisconsin. I just thought you were like a diehard pack. I'm from Milwaukee. I, I got oh, raised here. Oh shit! Well, was... My my mom when we moved here, she she loved sports growing up herself in Peru. So mm-hmm. when we moved here, she would like put on all the Bucks, Packers. So I still watched it. So. Fire, bro. That's why I like football, basketball, soccer, soccer mm-hmm. from the Latin roots of mine. Yeah, hell yeah. What? How many nights a week are you out working, bro? Wednesday to Monday. Tuesday's my only day off. But yeah. Tuesdays I usually use it. Usually I usually use it for outings. So like I go out to eat, go okay. home. Okay. Dope. Industry shit. Yeah, what, just regular shit. What um? So let's talk about you know me and you. We do the nightlife and shit is not ideal for the, for the scheduling and for the body and shit like that. Like what what have you learned on your personal side as far as taking care of yourself? Like you Work, know. I recently started working out very hard. Um, my trainer Corey. Good shit, bro. And um. I was at 260 and I dropped to 232. Good shit. Around there, you know, it just gives you energy. You know, makes you focus, discipline. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you work out, you gotta be disciplined, and it just transitions. Bro, to bro, so speak to that, bro. Like, I elaborate on that more. Like, talk about how you feel like after you, you know, once you start a workout regimen. Because I tell people all the time, like, working out for me is more for the mind. You know, it eases my mind. Like, if you having, I think. In my opinion, I think working out is the is the you know the medication to a lot of problems. People go you know whether it's anxiety, depression, you know just I'm of the belief a lot of that is just stored up energy that you just got to get out yeah, you like get it out. you know and and then after the workout, bro, you'll be at it'll feel like a high, bro. You'll 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 feel at ease. You'll be calm yeah. in the mind and the body. Like, can you speak to just how it changed you, man? Like how it's just you know like you know you start worrying about how you look and then you're like. And you look at yourself sometimes like, fuck, like I could look better. And then it just mm-hmm. you put your mind to it. And then you, you wake up after a long night. Then you go to the gym, work out, mm-hmm. let it all out. And then go home, eat mm-hmm. healthy, and then take a nap. And then just do it all over again. You know, it just mm-hmm. helps you put you in a good in Like a, a good little space. routine and yeah, shit. Like, space, yeah. what, um, what else do you do as far as in your personal life to just, because I always say like, the, the working in nightlife, the nightlife 
is one thing, but like what you do outside of working nightlife is is a whole nother job that comes with it because you got to maintain yourself. You know, you got to make sure you sleep. You got to make sure you eat good, work out because, you know, I'm sure we both seen it. People lose themselves, bro. They straight lose. And I always say like Miami could either, you know, you come over here to Miami, you work at nightlife. That could, shit could either Everybody turn you into a crackhead or a, or your or your best version of yourself, whatever way you decide to go, you know? Everybody thinks it's sweet. Like, oh, I want to move to Miami. I want to get a job. But when they move here, it's like they like they start missing home. They they get depressed and they move back. Then they just waste some money on moving here and yeah. back. But on my off time, which is only Tuesday, but during the day, like I said, I'm either, I either go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, making calls for the night, getting ready mm-hmm. for the weekend, or in the office on Wednesdays, or I'm video gaming or on Twitch watching people game. That's yeah. what relaxes me mostly. Just laying in bed watching, chilling. People game. Yeah. Are you um? Are you a nap? Like you take naps? Are you a napper? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a napper. My nap time is usually six to eight. Okay. So, so I never reply that I'm napping for sure. So you, so you, what time do you usually go to sleep? Would you say? Uh, an approximate of four thirty to. 5.30. If I go out, probably 6.30 after work. Yeah, okay. And then what time Which you... Which barely... I don't really like going out after work. Me either, bro. I saw I enough people. I spoke to enough people. Like, I don't want to be out. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, um... And then what time are you waking up usually? Um, Saturdays, I work at the pool. So, I got to be up by 12 to be at the pool by 1. Mm-hmm. Then Sundays, I sleep in unless I have plans. I would say around 12. Around 12? Approximate. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. um, yeah, Mondays I sleep in a lot because I don't. My, I go to the gym Tuesday to Thursday, so mm-hmm. Mondays I sleep in a little. Dope, bro. So what else? Um, as far as the the pool vibes, um, the Good Time Hotel, how's that been? It's, it started off very very well, but we started getting like a couple of noise complaints from the neighbors. So oh, sound ordinance, yeah. Yeah, we're starting to we're we're in the process of building a little wall to like block the noise out from that side. So we'll yeah, it happened in Winwood, bro. Though. We're 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 good. Good shit, bro. Um, I actually still haven't gone there yet either. Come check us out. Well, yeah. there might be a tropical storm this weekend, so it might not be. For real? Storm. Supposedly. I'm out of the loop, bro. Yeah. That, a tropical storm? Yeah. Supposedly. They got a name for it already? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's, that's why I'm not worried because it doesn't have a name yet. I think, yeah. I think. Yo, that, that's crazy, dog. So what, um... So as far as let's talk about DJs, bro. Like you know that you've seen whether it's someone as big as Tiesto, whether it's you know who 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 do you who do you like? Um, My favorite DJs and they're very good friends of mine since I was in the promoting days back in downtown. Huge fan of them. Now they're I could call them great friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Sunry James and Ryan Marciano, best DJs, best energy. Mm-hmm. It's just where do they play at? Huh? Ultra. They play at Live Story. Really. Yeah, oh, they, they do house music though. Yeah, they're so. like tribalish, funky, sexy house. Got you. Great music. You gotta listen to them. How's how is story like on a on a um Friday like on the house? Yeah. Friday it, this week we have Lil John. It's a little open format ish, but it's we book our. I'm out of the loop. Like, how do those parties go? Like nowadays, like at like those house the house events. How are they compared to like? First of all, what what is but what does more like the Friday that's that's house at story or the Saturday that's hip hop at story? What what? Uh, I mean, I would say about the same, but it's just you know we bring the crowd from both. It's just mm-hmm. Fridays. I would say it's different just because you know the DJ goes on at one thirty and then gets off like around three thirty four, depending. Mm-hmm. Then the hip hop nice artist performs like at three three thirty. Oh, it's a way later night. Yeah, it's a later later start later night. Dope, bro. 
So um, like, you know, I've had these, I've had these um, moments where like my 18 year old self would not believe what the fuck my 20 year old self like just witnessed. You know what I'm saying? Whether for me, it's like being in a studio session with Jim Jones and the heat makers or whether it's, um, uh, I just did, uh, I just did on, on, on this week at Pilos, I did a lock set because Jadakiss was there. I'm like, bro, if I would have told my 18 year old self that shit, he would have been like, nah, wait, that didn't happen. You know, do you have any of those moments where like someone you idolize, you finally met them or you build a relationship with them and. I would say uh, Ronaldinho for sure, like the soccer player. Yes. Wow. Um, like I said, on the Latin side of my family, we love soccer, so I would watch soccer because of him, because you know the guy's a, ma a magician with his feet. Mm -hmm. And um, at like when I was growing up, you know Brazil was hot. They had like Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos. They had all these people. Mm -hmm. So then, um, you know, I loved watching him and Barcelona. That's why I like Messi, because you know it was him. He was with Barcelona, then Messi started coming under his wing, and then boom, Messi became a thing. So I would say Ronaldinho. So. There's a, am I tripping, or they're saying that Messi's going to come over here to Miami, I think? He supposedly bought 35% of the team, and he's going to play here until 2023, supposedly. And then retire here, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's a relationship I could say that. It's like, wow. Like, he, he also brought me a signed jersey from, like, he personally brought his love. What? Here, like, a, a thank you for everything you do for A Brazil... Me. No, it was a it was a Barcelona one. Oh, Barcelona! Yeah. Wow, bro, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's fire, a good one. Bro. And he actually has a soccer game here, a legend soccer game coming up soon too. Yeah, probably yeah. next week, if I'm not mistaken. It's gonna be a lot of legends in that game. It's that's fire, bro. That's fire. Any stories with like you know celebrity women? Have you had a conversation with Kim Kardashian? Like, have you? No, I wish that that's <laughs> Dave's best friend. <laughs> yeah. But um, Tayana Taylor's I, I I became very close to her. She's a great person. Like, she's dope. A hustler, ambitious, cares about her fa family first as always, mm -hmm. and um, just killing it right now. She's killing it. Dope, bro. Um, so what's your schedule like now? What um, so is it the same schedule, thing every week basically? Yeah, obviously you know different stuff mm -hmm. happens, but I'm technically every Wednesday I'm at Komodo for the lounge. Fridays, Thursday, Friday live. Saturday story, Saturday the pool, Sunday live, and Swan on Monday for the lounge. And the dinner party. Fire, bro. What what day is better to go to the pool, Saturday or Sunday? Um, Saturday and Sunday are both equally Okay. Good. Like you have... Um, is one house, one hip hop, or how does that work? It's it's a little open format-ish on Saturday, but um, Sunday's more open format. We have Don Hot there on Sunday mostly. Oh, shit, yeah. Shout out to Don Hot. Um, do you have any other memorable, any other things that come to your mind? Just any wild shit that happened? Any crazy stories? Any... Rick Ross, when he comes, he likes playing a shot game where he gets his 42 bottle and like every like two minutes he's giving out a shot. It's like, it's like he's trying to keep track of how many shots we all took and I'm, he's like, oh, I'm at like eight. I'm like, I'm at three. And he's like, oh, take more. Does Ross take the shots though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody around him. That's, That's like run. You got to run a little. Yeah. But no, I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've seen like people spend a hundred grand in one night. It's I was gonna ask you, yeah, what is that? Is that the what is that the most you've seen, or what's like the a spending memory that you've seen from a, from somebody? I had a guy myself that I know that he did one hundred eighty thousand in three nights. But I've also seen one guy do a hundred. It was actually a couple months ago. It was pretty crazy. Was it a was it a was live on live? Sunday? No, it was a live on a Friday. Wow. I did a hundred and something like. Tip thirty thousand. I was like, wait, oh my god. Damn, bro. What? That's crazy, bro. I mean, 
I guess it's crazy for us to think about, but people come here that live in like freaking like where it's cold or they live in Boca Luca, Nebraska, and they save up their savings. They have their savings and like they could come to Miami, rent a Ferrari and like be somebody for the weekend that they aren't, you know, and like get off like a, it's like a fantasy, you know, like <laughs> if I had if I had that much money, I probably wouldn't. But I mean, like, I mean, we're from here, though. We're numb to it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like live their life, you know, I. Hey, it's all welcome. It's coming to our house. So yeah. They're always welcome. So I try, bro. I try now that I try to really like take it in and, and like pause and like be present and like just say thank you or whatever. Like, you know, like just going down those live steps, bro. You, you take them for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, it's, 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 inc- bro, it's that, a different world in there. It's truly, it truly is. It's by far the best club in Miami. By far the best club probably in the country, you know, maybe the world, but. I can't. I can't. The biggest names I've walked in that place. Like, yeah, like it. It's crazy. It's it's literally. You're around millionaires every single night. You're around the most valuable popping people. Like it. Bro, I remember when it opened. I think it opened in 06. I'm I'm pretty sure it opened in 06. And I was just bro, going in there. It was like walking into heaven. And just like bro, like the. The way it's set up to where you have to go through the Fountain Blue Hotel, you know, like, bro, the lobby has, down, yeah. yeah, like, bro, the lobby has been, you know, a club in itself some nights. Have you, any, have you had any, I'm sure you have, like, some crazy door stories. Have you seen, like, a guy lose his mind because he can't get yeah, in? Yeah, I've seen them screaming at our door, man, but we have our, our amazing security team that just yeah. respond, you know, and they respectfully, like, escort them. Yeah, out. it's, I would imagine it's hard for you, bro, because, like, I'm being in nightlife, so being at the road sometimes is it's it, you know you, you're I'm a I'm a face, so I have to be there. I have to be nice. I'm you know naturally have to be nice to everybody, which is I'm a nice person. But sometimes people you don't know start calling, 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 and you gotta approach them. You gotta make them feel welcome. But you know, some it's just a lot sometimes. You know, yeah, people in nightlife don't get it, bro. But like even like. It's hard and, to and it's annoying. Everybody too, you know, you can't. It's a, and it's, it's annoying awesome. because it could be like. Like, it could be Super Bowl weekend, bro. And me and you know each other. And I could go to live and you might be too busy. And we know each other. You might be too busy to be able to fuck with me right now. But I can understand that because I'm in nightlife and it's not like I take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Because I like, bro, this dude is dumb busy right now. It's a crazy night. You know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of people, they could be your friends. They could be people you don't know. They don't understand like what. They don't get it. They haven't been on that side of the ropes yet. Yeah, yeah. I actually had, now that you said that, I remember during Super Bowl, I had a player from the winning team from the Chiefs. I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to say the name, but mm-hmm. the the guys are like calling me, calling me, calling me, spam calling me. Meanwhile, I'm walking his teammates under the club, you know, down through to get them to their table. Mm-hmm. We had the cops involved, everybody. It was like, you know, very organized, like, procedure we had. Mm-hmm. The guy's blowing me up, blowing me up, and I'm like, not replying. And then I find out he got mad because I didn't let him in. I'm like, I'm like, your whole team is with me. Like, why aren't you not with your team? Yeah. It was just a little confusing, but I mean, I didn't have time to reply to him. Like, yeah. That's way too much going on. That Yeah, bro. That shit's crazy. And then I would say if I'm guessing three years ago, four years ago, um, the beach never really did Latin nights. You know what I'm saying? Especially places like that. And then, you know... Uh, uh, live. It, it felt like it was like an experiment at first. Like, let's see how this goes. We're gonna do it for Thursday. Yeah, it was, it was. How old was that party already? Is it three years? Would you say? I, like three, around three. Yeah. Three, almost four. So, can you speak to just like how the Latin, um, you know, culture and vibe and music in Miami has just exploded and it's exploded throughout the world, really, in, in the United States. But you know, now 
high-end clubs like Live and Story and, and places like that, they're really... Because it, it never used to be like that. It's like, yo, never play that shit. You would have to go to like little spots here. To- yeah, yeah. So now it's it's accepted. It's crossed over. It's mainstream. Can you speak to that whole Latin culture vibe? Maybe when it first started, how... What the you thing can- is that I feel like a lot of like the rappers and DJs are starting to get involved with that Latin, like that mm-hmm. Latin community. So it's growing a lot. Another person I feel like El Alfa, he's he's kind of expanded a lot too because he's working with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And then just like a lot of these artists are just working with too many like different cultures that is starting to all come together. So that Latin music is starting to be heard more in different places that you probably wouldn't mm-hmm. hear it. But the party's doing great. It's like a lot of like people drive into it. Mm-hmm. And artists like come, it's like a live on Sunday too. Like, you know, like an artist is in town for a concert, like in Fort Lauderdale, he'll come all the way down just to hang out at Mentiros. Exactly. Thursday. Like it's, it's become a thing, you know. Do you have any memories as far as like when you guys first started it? Was it like, did, was it wasn't an experiment? Was it yeah, like, let's it see was, how it goes? And it started working out little by little. So, um, you know, we started having Bad Bunny come hanging out and mm-hmm. all these people and it got a name for itself. So yeah, but we're, we're doing pretty good there. It's, it's a great party. Good crowd. The promoters are great. Beautiful women, bro. I went to a live. Um, I, I went to a live on Thursday. A lot, bro. A lot of people go. They think live on Sunday, and like we said, that's the best party in the world. But do not sleep on live on Thursday because if you like Latin women, bro. I remember I went. I was at live on Thursday for the it just the premios that yeah. passed. Oh man, bro. Was- I almost had a heart attack, yeah. bro. It was like model, like uh, bro. So many beautiful, the most beautiful women in the world, bro. Like it's crazy. It's and and our staff is also shocked too, because you know they're used to seeing the hip hop and like all the other nights, but then when the Thursday nights is like you see different type of women, man. It's, it's a different different cologne. It smells different. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. The club smells different. That's it. crazy, it's bro. Like yeah, it's like what um damn dog what um. What are people drinking now, bro? Like, what is... Because I said this the other day, like, Casamigos, everyone wants to drink fucking Casamigos right now. It's hot. It's been, like, a two years of Casamigo craze. Like, have you seen the liquor consumption change? Have you seen... It's, yeah, it, it's, like, the 42 is good. The Closet is obviously always a good option. Sincoro is hot right now, too. And um, Casa Dragones, it's pretty good, too. Got you. Casa Dragones is, like, you, it's like drinking water, but it's tequila. Damn, I don't even know what that is, bro. You, you got me. It's, very, yeah. it's like over a thousand dollars a bottle. Oh shit! Damn, dog. What is what are what are the table minimums looking like? I live nowadays. It's it's about the same. Depending small groups, it could be anywhere from two to three. Big groups could be six to eight thousand. Gotcha. Uh, depending, it's depending what real estate you want to buy. You want to be on the main floor. You want to be ducked off. You want to be mm. with the artist behind the artist. You know, it's it's all on. What you. is the most expensive table I live? Uh, it all depends on the night. Uh. Could be eight, could be ten thousand. I'm saying, where is it? On the, the most- dance floor, main. Floor. Oh, main floor. By the DJ, yeah, or next to the artist on the front stage. Got you. Got it all you. depends, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah, bro. The- we we cost our tables based on the price of we're paying for the talent, so we got gotcha. you back. So, do you, bro? Do you think that Wednesday party would ever come back? Nah, I I don't think so. It's just too much going on on Wednesdays. Everybody. Yeah, it's spread it too just thin. Split out. It's it's yeah. insane. So that's why we just keep it intimate at Komodo. Okay. Yeah, how do you feel about those new lounges, bro? Like you got Komodo, you got Swan. They're they're very small. It, it, small it's good, you know, because we, we have so many clients that like not everybody wants to go to a club every day. So some, mm-hmm. some might want something more intimate, more low key, you know, a vibe, and right. send them to the lounge, which right. is still good. It's still popping, but it's like not 
you don't get the confetti, you know, it's more dark, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, as far as, uh, what do you, what are the differences between Swan and, and um, Komodo as far as that upstairs vibe? Because they're both, for the people that don't know that are listening, Swan is in the design district, um, a very upscale restaurant that has a beautiful lounge upstairs. So after you eat dinner, you get some drinks upstairs, get a table, whatever. And Komodo is the same thing. It's um, in Brickell. You know, it's a little bigger, the restaurant vibe. Um, I feel like Komodo, though, it's it's more like a nightclub because just because of the booths, how they're formed. Like, if you go upstairs... Would you say it's the same size? Swan has the side room, so it's probably a little bigger. Okay. But Komodo, the the way the, the shape, it's like more like a nightclub. Swan is like a... the It's literally like a lounge. Like the yeah, furniture. like a little circle. The furniture is like, a, like lounge furniture. Yeah. At Komodo, the booths are like... You could... They're like nightclub booths, you know. Got you. Fire. Great though. Yeah, and the food. Yeah, the it's food at Komodo's great. Like weekly parties, it's it's a great. Komodo's the place you go to take, you know, if you want to take a girl, bro. If if I'm gonna go on a date, I'm 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 gonna hit Komodo, you know. But you're gonna hit, see somebody you know. That's the only thing. You're gonna see somebody you know. Yeah, you gotta hit Poppy Steak though. That's a that's usually where I go on a date. But that's the reservation. Like, is is Poppy the strictest with the reservations? Am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I got you though. Just yeah. Like, so yeah, it, and it seems like you know everything is about presentation nowadays. You know, it's almost like people, you know, and this goes for all restaurants now. It almost seems like they'll give you like some marshmallows with like a with like a, a scoop of ice cream and put the, the the chocolate like away, and then you know, but then the girl's gonna come out with on someone's shoulders with sparklers and a freaking. And then boom, two hundred dollars for the marshmallow. Like everything, I feel like has to be camera ready and, and with presence. That's just how life is now with the whole TikTok and like just social media presence, you know, and the, everybody yeah. being an influencer. Also, I mean, it's presentation is. Do you ever gotta like tell girls at the club like, yo, get off your phone, man? Like, like. No, it's like, just they're having a good time, and that's what matters, you know. If that's what makes them happy, cool. I'm, yeah, are they having a good time? Like, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah, like it's like, bro. Like at Poppy Steak, we have a thousand dollar steak that they. I've seen that shit, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, they bring it out in a Ace of Spade case, and then uh -huh. but it's a steak, and then they just with ice in it, right? Yeah, they do a whole presentation, the music, the it's it's nuts. You That's experience. crazy, bro. I was at um, <laughs> so I was doing Brick, and this is not, I've been at Brick for seven years already. This never happened. I was at Brick, and some Africans were there, and they wanted to hear Afro beat, and I'm like, all right, bet. And, you know, I'll play a song for you. You know, it's cool. You popping bottles, you know. But, like, you know, so I play. Uh, dude comes up to me. He's like, yo, can you play this song? Tips me $100. I'm like, yeah, I got you. I'm like, give me some time. I'm going to go Afrobeat. I'm going to play a song for you. He's like, all right, cool. No, no, no. Dude comes out. The waitress brings bottles. Whatever, whatever. I'm vibing. I shout him out. Da, 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 da. Ten minutes go by. Now I'm in the Afrobeat set. I play the song, and he comes up to me. He's like, "I wanted you to play it during my parade." I, I'm like, "Well, but this." Uh, I had to explain to him, like, "Bro, this ain't Kiki on the River, bro. Like, I'm not. There's no coordinated parades with like, a, but like, this is what these dudes are used to. Like, yeah. they literally, if they're gonna spend a thousand dollars on a bottle, they want a theme song. They want where they want the presentation. They want all eyes on them, bro. It's it's crazy how the yeah, game. In our, in our venues, we have a very big team. So whenever that's gonna happen, we have have it pre-coordinated already too yeah that's important too like like server takes order from the client client gets a request server passes it on to our production team production team passes on to us in the dj booth we pass it on to the dj 
they'll be like, oh, it's coming from the left side. I'll be like, hey, when you see that parade from the left side, it's coming to that table. Just mm. play this or shout this out. But you can't, like, what is, obviously, they got to be spending, like, a good amount of money to be able to, like, get a song played for you, like, right? Yeah, it can't be for, any. Like, for a song played, you know, you got to have a nice big order. Yeah. Like, at least yeah. 3K up, you know, depending yeah. on the night. If it's, like, a super slam night, it, it has to be a lot more. Yeah. Every, like I said, every night is different, like situational. Yeah. Have it's you? It's like a Super Bowl Sunday night. Like we're not gonna do what you like. Like we'll try to accommodate what you want, but it's gonna be a little harder. Right. Right. Anything else you want? Uh, anything you're doing on the side, James? Anything you're doing? You know, anything you're building? Anything? Not yet. You, you know, you you're making money now. You got the rollie on the wrist. I see. I mean, you. What are you? Are you um? Any other investments? Any other things you like? Any any other interests you see? Any other? You know. Uh, right now, it's just trying to focus on. You getting that Twitch money yet? And nah, I want, I was thinking about streaming, but like I said, I'm very private, so I haven't really hit that yet. Maybe mm -hmm. one day I'll grow out of that show and do it, but mm -hmm. uh, not right now. Just focusing on the main, focusing on what's what's with the company right now, what's in front of me, and then mm -hmm. once we start rolling the ball with everything starting to open, we have 20 openings in the next two to three years, probably. What? Yeah. So. Anything um on the off the top of your head, just Miami Miami wise restaurants couple, yeah, and everything. Yeah, we have some. I, I can't really share it, but it's gonna be pretty big, and it's kind of close by here. But it's gonna be pretty big. People are gonna fall back when when they see what we got coming. I mean, I, I heard something about the Bahamas. I don't know if you. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have the hotel in the Bahamas. Um, Pharrell Day are opening it up too. That's gonna be big. Fire, bro. How, how's the vibe in the Good Time Hotel, man? Because uh, I know Dave did it with Pharrell. It was like a collaboration, and they designed it and shit. As it's great. It's going good. Yeah. I stayed there for Rolling Loud. It's very comfortable, great service. You know, mm -hmm. the pool, the the restaurant's pretty good. Mediterranean food is super good. Fire. Good for brunch, you know. Fire, bro. Well, shit, there it is. Can you plug all your social media, bro, where the people can find you? Um, Instagram, at James with two Zs. Uh, Twitter, at James Miami. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything you guys need just There it is baby Miami on the rocks James my brother my boy. Appreciate you doggy <laughs>